Do you know how many years he's been in the league? I don't. Like twenty one. A few thousand, maybe. I know it feels like it, man. He so for for context, he won his Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl. Excuse me, I believe it was eight years before you were born. <laughs> just just for some context. Episode number four of a little thing we call Royce's Thoughts. I'm Dom, co-host, and uh, joining me, as always, the namesake of this podcast, Royce. Hello. How's it going, man? Good. Any, anything you want to say to start this sucker off? Nope. So pretty much just like normal. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as I just said, this is episode number four. So we thank you for joining in. And today we got some good good topics to talk about. I'm going to talk basketball, both NBA and collegiate and preview some football uh, NBA or sorry, NFL football. I don't know why where I was going. NBA football, maybe. I don't, I don't know. And I think Royce has a special top five rank them list for us. So um, honestly, let's just jump right in, man. First topic of the podcast. Royce, has Shaq lost his mind? Yes. Well, do you think we might want to explain why he may have lost his mind? Well, Shaq made some comments about Donovan Mitchell saying he doesn't have what it takes or he can't get to the next level. Um, Personally, I think that he has what it takes to get there. I think that if anyone puts their mind to it, they could get there. It's true. Now, in case you haven't heard, uh, I'm going to try and put the sound in. We're going to try and like take this thing to the next level. So um, we'll put the sound in right now. Father, this is Shaq. I, I said tonight that uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. That's it. <laughs> that's it? All right. That's it. Okay, cool. I mean, I you to hear it. I've been here, well, Shaq. I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just going to get okay, better well, and do what I do. Good. At the end well, of the day, you. Well, that's what I wanted you to hear you say. Yes, Love sir. your game, brother. Keep it up. Appreciate it. So you just heard it. Now you just told me, like you think he has what it takes to get to the next thoughts. What do you even think Shaq was trying to do there? I really have no clue. I like. I just. I don't know if he was like trying to motivate him or like just being. Like, Dead series. He just doesn't think that he has what it takes. It's weird because, like, as I get older, I'm becoming more aware of old man syndrome, right? And that's just where you just love the stuff that you grew up with. So, like, I could say, like, my music is so much better than the music you listen to, Royce, or 
you know, the basketball players when I was growing up were so much more physical and so much more better than the basketball players now. But I'm going to be honest, man, like Donovan Mitchell. So in case anybody's wondering, like if Donovan Mitchell is even worth Shaq talking about, let's just remind him. So he signed for a max deal in the offseason. So literally from a money standpoint, he cannot make any more money than he already is from the NBA. I would say that's a pretty good level, right? Yeah. Okay. This year, they played 17 games. So through today, 17 games. He's averaging 23.4 points, four rebounds, five assists. And his team is on a nine-game win streak. What more does he have to do? I I don't even – I don't think he has to do anything. He was an all-star last year. He had a good series against the Nuggets last year. Came up short, but he had a great series. He's been playing great this season. I I don't think there's anything else that he has to do. What I think is really interesting is basically it sounds like you're saying the only thing left that he has to do is win an NBA championship, right? Yeah. And I would argue that more than ever before, winning an NBA championship is less about one player. Unless your name is LeBron James. But even then, he's proven he can get to the championship by himself or, you know, with a cast of no names. But he really can't win it unless he has some solid help. So then you look at Donovan's teammates. Can you name the starting five of the Utah Jazz? Uh, We got Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley. That's that's all I got, really. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know. I was hoping you could because I don't know. And I just think that it's interesting that Shaq would bring up that he doesn't have what it takes to get to the next level when Donovan seems to be doing just about everything he can be doing. He's actually averaging more points, more rebounds, and more assists this year than he has, like, if you take his career. So he's actually playing better than he was when – he had the max contract, like before the max contract. And a lot of people expect that dip, you know? I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I just hope that Shaq's not like succumbing to like old man syndrome. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay. So let's just play devil's advocate. If Shaq is right and he can't get to the next level, or maybe Shaq is trying to motivate him to get to the next level. I don't know. What do you think Donovan Mitchell has to do? Um, I think he has to get a championship, maybe. And then, like, it would be nice to win an MVP along the way, I guess. Okay. So, championship and MVP. So, can he do those? Can he do either of those things on his own? Uh, He definitely can't win a championship on his own, like – MVP, it doesn't have to happen for him to be to the next level. He can be a he can be a guy who's always up there in the conversation, but he just has to win a championship and can't win a championship all by yourself. He even LeBron, he has had, he's had Kyrie, Dwayne, Bosch, AD. He he couldn't do it one versus fifteen. So there you go. All right, you know, I think that makes. Makes most sense, and I think that's a good bow. That's a good. It's a good place to transition to our next topic. Little NFL, okay? So it's here. 
but there's one more football game left because usually there's like one and a half because the Pro Bowl, but that's a Madden game this year. Uh, I think you know more about that than maybe most of America does. Um, so there's one football game left. We have who's playing? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Now, if you listened to the podcast last week, you made your Super Bowl prediction. And way too early Super Bowl prediction, we admit it. But you picked the Chiefs with a healthy Patrick Mahomes. He was healthy. And you picked the Packers. Now, most people would say that was a solid pick. And then some old man came back and proved everybody wrong. Tom Brady is playing in his 19th Super Bowl uh, in 18 years. And no, seriously, his, what is this, his 10th Super Bowl? Yeah. Do you know how many years he's been in the league? I don't. Like 21? A few thousand, maybe. I know, it feels like it, man. He, so for, for context, he won his Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl, excuse me. I believe it was eight years before you were born. <sighs> Just just for some context, it's unbelievable what this man is doing. Is it not? It definitely is to be 90 years old playing. <laughs> He's 43 actual years old. Um, he is now he now set the record for the oldest starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Do you know who had it before? Uh, No, I do not. Him. When he played in Super Bowl two years ago. So he broke his own record from when he was in the Super Bowl before. Um, uh, I was given a stat that he has won more uh, playoff football games since he turned 35 than any other NFL quarterback has in their history. Oh, that's that's kind of. Kind of sad. That it's I, it's unbelievable. He has 17 wins in the playoffs since he's 35 years old. I mean, it's sad for everyone else. Tom Brady just he he's um, another. I I feel like Tom Brady should have retired so we could all have so we could all have something different for once. But it's it's interesting. He I mean I would agree with you that he should retire, but he's playing at the best level ever. He literally picked a team like he was done with the Patriots, and he said, "Hey, anybody want to go Super Bowl? I, I'm down. I'll take you." And that's what he's done. And so now I really like I want to know your thoughts on the actual game because I'm really interested. I would have said if it were anybody but Tom Brady that the Chiefs would run away with this. So what do you think? I think that I don't think the Chiefs they'll just come out and absolutely crush them. I think it'll be a a decent game. I think Chiefs will come out on top eventually. It'll be like uh I'm gonna go like thirty something the let's go thirty five the twenty four. 35-24 Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to actually ask you about a Super Bowl or a score prediction later. So you just came out with it. 35-24. So here's what I'll say. I actually have no idea what this game is going to tell because there's something about when you played in a game 10 times, like in general. So if you were to just play football, right, and you played in your 10th game, you're going to be much better than you were in your first one, right? So Patrick Mahomes played in his first Super Bowl last year. This is his second. He's in the league, what, five, four years, four or five years, something like that, because he set the bench for a little bit. And so I'm really intrigued because I feel like 
the Chiefs on paper should win the game, but the Packers on paper should have destroyed the Bucks, and it was not close. I mean, it, like they came back at the end, but only because Tom Brady threw like four or three picks in the second half. Shout out to Jerry Alexander for two of those, but it wasn't enough. So I'm wondering more. I think it could be a like a high scoring game, like 30. Eight to 45 type of game where like there's a last second, you know, play. And I will say since Eli Manning isn't on the other side to beat Tom Brady and the Giants, I'm I'm going to go with the shocker. I'm going to go with the Bucks here. I, it doesn't make sense. I It feels weird to even say that, but I'm going to go Bucks. So what's that? 45, 38 for me. OK. Yeah. And they don't, they don't have Nick Foles either. So it's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, we could just put together a list of all the quarterbacks who's ever beaten Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Oh, we just did. That was it. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm really excited. One game left, and then I get really sad because I love football, and there's no football for a while. Okay. All right, so topic number three. Do you remember what topic number three is? I remember what topic number three is. What's topic number three? The Louisville women's basketball team is ranked number one. In what? Women's basketball. I'm just kidding. Number one in the country. The first time ever, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So as for the votes, for those of you who may not truly understand the proximity, um, you know, I love me some Louisville sports. Okay. But this is like a national achievement because there there's only been, I think maybe seven or so women's basketball teams ranked number one, like maybe in the last 10 years or something like that, mainly because UConn. And then before, you know, if it's not UConn then it was Baylor and then it was South Carolina and then, you know, sprinkling some other teams, Stanford's and stuff like that. Like it's a very exclusive club. Because I think Oregon last year was like the first newcomer to the poll. And so for me, I'm just super proud because, you know, I graduated from the University of Louisville to see where they've come from um, and to see where they are now. And those ladies are balling, like balling. So I'm going to ask you some questions about Louisville women's basketball. Who's your favorite player on the team? Um, Dana Evans, because... She likes to score the basketball. <laughs> she likes to score the basketball. Um, Dana Evans is a beast. She's averaging, do you know how much she's averaging this year? I do not. 19.9 points a game. She also has like eyelashes that are like <laughs> seven feet long. Look, Dana don't play. So she's the one that she'll tell you that she'll whoop you on the court. And then she's going to win the beauty contest after the court as well. Like just complete package. So it's crazy because, you know, we're coming off of what we thought was the second greatest player in Louisville women's basketball history in Asia Durr, you know, because we got to enjoy her. And now Dana Evans is just like, yeah, but uh, I'm going to keep carrying this torch and we ain't going to miss a beat. So my favorite person on the team to watch right now is actually the freshman. HVL. You know what it stands for? Um, Haley Van Lith. 
yeah, she's a baller, man. She's a baller. She just does all those like instinctual things. Right. So like if you ever want to watch a clinic of basketball, you should probably put on maybe just women's basketball team in general, like this Louisville women's basketball team. But like watch her, like how she moves when she's when she doesn't have the ball, um, how she defends like she's great. She's averaging 12 points this year as a freshman, which I think is crazy. Um, but the one thing when I was going through her stats, which was really crazy for me, is that she, from a rebounding standpoint, she has 90 rebounds on the season. So the guard, Haley Van Lith, is averaging six rebounds a game. It's unbelievable. I mean, she just she's she's a baller. But the other cool part about this team is like they're just good. They have four girls averaging 10 plus, you know, like it's 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 nice. So I feel like I'm doing all the talking right now. And maybe I am. But that being said, Royce, can they win it all? I mean, I think that they I think that they can if they keep winning games and they keep and they don't like blow the they don't like blow anything if they t- if they have a lead and they just keep the lead mm-hmm. I think that'll be fine no comebacks um I think like there might be a few teams in the way that they would need to get through first but I think that they can do it yeah I mean um I'm gonna ask you another question and then we'll we'll wrap this up do you know who women's basketball plays on Monday? I do not know who women's <laughs> basketball plays on Monday. They play number two in C State. That should that should be good. Yeah. So get get to get to your TV get Monday. Your popcorn. Get your popcorn ready. It's gonna be good. All right. So now it's time to rank them. And uh, this one, we're going to do a little tribute for our Royce Ransom because any sports fan, you know, this last year, we just passed um, yesterday. So we're recording this on the 27th of January and on the 26th of January in 2020, we lost a great one in Kobe Bryant, uh, as well as everybody else that was on the helicopter. But I know from Kobe's sake, he... Just like a lot of people, he meant a little bit to you, didn't he? Got any wor- got any words on Kobe? I mean, he was a phenomenal basketball player, great person off the court. I mean, he just one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. So, in that vein, we're going to rank his top five plays. Number five. Number five, we have Kobe's pass to Shaq. Pass to Shaq. Shaq threw down, and he. He was staring at his hand in amazement or shock or whatever, and he just his he looked like he looked like you could tell then that that was that was a good matchup. Sadly, it ended, and uh, yeah. All right, so number five, Kobe's pass to Shaq when he looks at his hand in amazement. I know exactly what you're talking about. Number four. Number four, we have Lamar Odom with the steal. Kobe Bryant comes through and dunks on Steve Nash. He just like it was a that was a crazy dunk. Kobe dunks on Steve Nash for number four. Yep. Number three. Number three, we have his off balance game winner over Dwayne Wade. 
he kind of like got the inbound pass, went over, off balance shot over Dwayne Wade, Tom taking down, banks it in. Off balance over D Wade, number three. Okay, these are good. These are good. Number two. Number two, we have the reverse dunk over Kevin Garnett and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kobe Bryant comes through, reverse jam under the basket over Kevin Garnett in Minnesota. Um, all right, so number two, dunk over KG. Minnesota Timberwolves, KG. What about number one? Number one, we have fourth quarter, Smush Parker gets the steal. Kobe Bryant goes over, hits the game-tying shot, then go into overtime, go tip. Kobe Bryant gets the ball, runs over, time's ticking down. Last second shot, hits the game winner over the Phoenix Suns Western Conference Game 1, Series 1. I love it. that Those are five great Kobe plays. And here's the thing, it's probably hard to just get those five. I mean, you could do a rank them on Kobe's top five game performances if you wanted to his top five finals performances because he had five championships like you could just do this all day for Kobe. Um, But no, I think that's a great tribute. And um, hey, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I will say. As I always do, and I always ask you, do you have anything to say to your people out there? No, I do not, as I always answer. No shout-outs? Nope. Uh, Nothing? Nope. Okay. Well, we appreciate everybody who stuck with us this long. If you're still listening uh, and this is your first time, hopefully you'll listen again. If it's your second, third or fourth time, we appreciate you very much. Uh, But until next time, this has been Royce's Thoughts. (laughs) 